The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegorillaposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network, now in association with IndiePW.com. We are sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. In partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JKPODCAST. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. Listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcast, CastBox, and all those other podcatchers out there. As always, I'm Carl Carafel. And I'm Big Joe. And welcome back to Turnbuckle mm-hmm. Talk. Yes, Carl, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling, and there's a, a lot kind of going on here. Uh, what's interesting, with uh, I was just thinking while we were kind of dealing with some Skype stuff here, you know, what's, what's really cool with Skype here, Carl, is that, um, well, especially our listeners won't be able to tell, and even you won't be able to tell, is I could literally do this recording, this podcast, not wearing pants, and nobody would ever know. I'm not wearing pants right now. <laughs> the beauty of doing Skype, it's only from about, uh, I'd say, chest height up. So uh, that, that's why one of the reasons it can be kind of comfortable as we do this and that nobody will ever know. I, th- I think maybe we just kind of gave it away, or at least you gave it away. Well, I'll clarify. I'm wearing underwear. <laughs> there we go. A little peek behind the curtain for you guys here at Turnbuckle Talk. Okay, Carl, let's uh, start... A little peek in the drawers. Oh, God damn it. Okay, let's start off with uh, some interesting stuff here, Carl. We're talking about Matt Hardy, and he's been dropping hints like crazy about what kind of what's going on with him. Clearly, uh, things are kind of on the rocks, and looks like his contract is going to be up with uh, WWE fairly soon. And there was one video promo in particular. I, I forget exactly all how kind of it was worded, but just the, the way it was really clever the way he did it. Because as he was kind of talking, he made reference to like all these other other companies, like I could go somewhere and make an impact. I uh, mentioned uh, kind of Ring of Honor, mentioned AEW. Um, it, it was really clever. Uh, he posted on, I believe it was on his Twitter account, and uh, it was interesting. Really interesting. I, I love the way he did it because it's it's leaving uh, room and space for speculation for guys like us. It's definitely it is. I mean, Matt Hardy is one of those guys that can uh, definitely reinvent himself into any character that he really wants to. Yeah. And I mean, this here clearly shows that just like Eminem, this guy is a <laughs> lyrical genius. Um, he he can he can take his words and, and mix them up and mash them up and do whatever he wants with them to make us believe that he is going somewhere or to make us believe that he is in talks with that person. And it's totally believable mm-hmm. coming from Mad Hardy. Um, yeah, speculations running rampant mm-hmm. right now in the internet wrestling community talking about, you know, 
does this mean he's going here? Does this mean he's going there? Does this mean, you know, he's the, uh, you know, the uh, higher power? Does this mean, you know, like what's going <laughs> on with Matt Hardy? Well, let's do our own speculation here, Carl. Where, where do you think he's going and in what capacity uh, does he um, operate in said place? I think that the genius of Matt Hardy, he is not going to go to just one company. Mm. He will not sign a contract and keep himself independent to allow him to work Impact, Ring of Honor, Hmm. AEW, MLW. Let's say Ignite, Canadian Wrestling's Elite, Southern Championship. I mean, any of these companies that are out there could possibly get Matt Hardy, if he stays in this independent, contracted professional wrestler. Interesting. I think he does sign somewhere, and I have it narrowed down to two places. And in both places, I feel it would be split between a a backstage, like a producer role, and as an ingrained talent. And I think he would, the destination would either be Ring of Honor, uh, given all the stuff going on there with, uh, with Marty, things seem to be kind of back on the ascendancy in Ring of Honor. And also, NWA, I could also see Matt uh, showing up there. Uh, the character work would be perfect for uh, the NWA, and he could do some stuff behind the scenes there as well. So I think, given that kind of what's going on, he could show up in both places because they seem to have kind of a uh, kind of a spoken or kind of like a handshake agreement there going on. So that's where I think he ends up. Either way, <clears throat> I think any company that is able to get even Matt Hardy just in for one show is brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, Matt Hardy, I mean, he's getting up there in age. Definitely he is. He's been in the business a long time. Anywhere he goes, he is going to be that household name. He's going to be the draw. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. He is going to do fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Having said that, I think once he ends up where he ends up, He's got to tell the wife to kind of shut the fuck up on social media because Rebby uh, has no filter, uh, kind of like what I just kind of <laughs> said there a little bit. Uh, she needs to kind of stay off there and not ruin things for uh, him because she kind of has a short fuse. And when she kind of is poked and prodded by, you know, the internet wrestling community out there, uh, she just kind of goes off on these tirades and whatnot. She uh, needs to kind of tone it down with the stuff because she, at some point, I mean, you can only kind of put up with so much of this stuff. I, I know that, you know, they have a, they've had a long relationship now, but I mean, at some point, you know, he might kind of say, hey, you know what, you're kind of messing things up for me here. Yeah, I mean, in a way, yes. But I mean, again, I, I, I go back to an Eric Bischoff quote, controversy creates cash. S- Sometimes, you know, like some, sometimes it does. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in, in some aspects, I mean, I think Rebby and her tyrants, um, or tirades, sorry. Uh, like, I mean, sometimes they're better. Yeah. Sometimes they're good for the character of Matt Hardy. Sometimes they're detrimental. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to silence people. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. no matter what, no matter if it's your spouse or not, like, I mean, it's it, it's hard to silence people. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, the Internet is this open forum for anybody and everybody to say whatever they want uh, with seemingly no repercussions coming from it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, should she tone it down? Definitely. I think she should. Yeah. Yes. But 
to stay completely off and 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 not a little bit controversial, I think would be a bad thing as well. Kind of in the same vein as this, uh, Carl, over with the uh, AEW right now. Recently, you know, there's the, the whole thing with with Nyla Rose winning the championship. She came out this week on uh, on AEW Dynamite and kind of did a promo there with uh, Tony Schiavone and completely kind of came off as, you know, it came off very very negative. You know, she uh, kind of her let's just say that her her sir was showing. Uh, I think I'll kind of word it that way. And kind of in that same vein, the fall from that too. Uh, Val Venus kind of getting into it with Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes just kind of saying, "Oh, you're just a." Uh, a washed-up mid-carter looking for a spot here. Dude, AEW, they need to hire some kind of PR person to get this stuff under control because they need to... Because this is very damaging, doing this kind of stuff. They need somebody to kind of say, okay, you know, you can't say that. You need to say something. This is your... your kind of high up in the company here you need to watch what you say they, they need they need to hire a pr person to kind of control all this kind of stuff going on because this isn't good if this continues again i mean everybody's entitled to their opinion to a right? certain extent though, if, to a certain extent Sean when it's Morley damaging the company Venus or whatever wants to go out there and i mean give his opinion on things yeah. It's not so much his opinion; it's Cody's response to his opinion that 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 they need to to watch that they need somebody to say, "Hey, you can't say that." You know, you're you're an executive producer in this company. You need to be careful what you say. True, and and being careful in what you say, I I, I definitely get that. But I mean, just to to sit back and and like just leave it mm-hmm. I, isn't a good thing either, because then it's like, oh, so you can say whatever you want, and just walk all over us and our our company and our brand yeah. and what we're doing and we're perfectly okay with it because we're not, you know, saying anything about it. Mm-hmm. That is it, totally wrong. No, you mm-hmm. have to stand up for your company. You have to stand up for the talent that you have in that company. You have to stand up for the decisions that have been made. Right. Yep. Uh, Sometimes there's ways to go about it. Yeah. Right. There definitely is, but you can't just sit idly by and not do or say anything about it. See, with that, uh, I'll go back to something that my mom taught me a long time ago. And I think sometimes it does kind of, kind of apply, especially in this kind of scenario. If you don't have anything good to say about somebody, maybe don't say anything at all. And then that yep. way, nothing can be used against you or anything in kind of any direction. Sometimes the best thing to do, Carl, is just to not say anything. And I've learned this lesson myself, dealing with people on social media and whatnot. Sometimes just shut the hell up and you're better off, honestly. Sometimes you're right. Yep. Sometimes you are right. Okay. Something that I'm not going to shut up about is this next thing because I get it, but at the same time, uh, not really digging it. We have uh, an announcement for an induction to the WWE Hall of Fame coming up this WrestleMania here, Carl. This one I kind of suspected, but I was hoping maybe it wasn't going to happen or at least save it for some time later. The Bella Twins getting in- inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> what do you think about this, man? <laughs> I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how much money did they make for the WWE? And and in in the the world of kayfabe, I get it too. I get it. I understand it. But yeah. at, at at the same time, you know, there's yeah. I, I could definitely see some backlash. I don't I don't think that th- this could be one of those things where the viewership for the Hall of Fame ceremony might suffer because of this particular one. I think. And it might. And I mean, mm-hmm. if it does. Whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, the WWE Hall of Fame is is just a... 
it's not what it's it used like to be. It's a Mickey Mouse organization. It's not what it used to be. Yeah. Like, no, it, yeah. it definitely is not, right? Yeah. Um, now it just seems to be, you know, hey, let's put in, you know, talent that, that's made money for us and that people mm-hmm. like and and let's throw them in there. And, and, and that's about it, right? Yeah. Um, it just becomes more of a more of a show and a spectacle as opposed to, um, you know, actually being like a legitimate hall of fame, right? Right. Um, but in regards to the Bella Twins, I'm fine with them going in. Mm-hmm. I mean, they came in, they made an impact in the company. Um, you know, they they allowed them to be champion for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, they pulled in a lot of money for the WWE. They're That's still cool. pulling in money for the WWE when it comes to like total total Bellas and total divas and, and all uh, of this stuff. So I mean, it's it's all still there, and it's all still revenue and stuff that that they essentially pioneered, mm-hmm. and and is continuing on. So I mean, to give recognition to them for the stuff that they've done, maybe not necessarily their in ring work, because we all know that that was was not, you know, to the caliber of like a uh, an Italia or or, or something anybody. like yeah. that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like definitely not, mm-hmm. but the impact that they've made in the world of professional wrestling, different story. Yeah. See, so <laughs> like Natalia hasn't had that type of an impact no, in the no. world of professional wrestling. No. They have. Yeah. So I, I, I'm fine with it. it yeah. Whatever. Uh, the the my my most recent memory of them is just when I think was it when Brie came back for like a short little run. She did this suicide dive to the outside and just like completely like face planted like flat and like just flattened out on the floor like it was really really bad now <laughs> having said that carl who do you think inducts them because mm. i have a couple options daniel bryan that's just... what I, that's what i was thinking too and then the out of left field one if they wanted to kind of uh get that uh, moment john cena yeah Right. Yeah, that that would be different too. Yeah. Now, my kind of thing with this too is that I fear that it might not get to like Mr. T or Goldberg bad, but you can just know this is going to be a self-indulgent mess with these two when they get up there, right? It's it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I already know that it's going to be just, you know, big self-promotion for yeah. Birdie B and all of this stuff, yeah. like definitely it is. Like I Birdie I get it. B. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's their clothing line. That's the stuff that they've created. That's, yeah. you know, workout gear and all of this different stuff. Like just, they've created that. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. And they're going to self-promote that. Uh, and I'm sure that this is a way for the WWE to allow them to self-promote their, their birdie, birdie B brand, <laughs> as well as total Bellas, total divas, all of those different shows that, that, that are out there for them mm-hmm. because they continue with those shows to make money for the WWE. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that's what it's going to be. And definitely, I, I mean, you, you can tell that Nikki is, you can, you know, that Nikki is kind of that more, you know, outspoken brash and, and Brie is more the, you know, uh, subdued type. Yeah. Right. The more reserved. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely going to be, you know, thanks given out to, you know, the pioneers of the women's division and, you know, no. different women in the division that, you know, kind of helped them and, and brought them up and, you know, stuff like that. So I, definitely that is going to be there. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just going to be more 
you know, that's going to be a quick little thing and then more talk about total whatever and Bernie B. <laughs> the total whatever. Yes, uh, that's uh, how I kind of feel about it. Uh, like I said, kind of going to this, I, I get it in the kayfabe perspective, but with this Hall of Fame here, Carl, and we don't know all of who's kind of getting in yet, it just it, it doesn't feel like it's really that exclusive club that it, that it really started off as being. I mean, your first inductee, I mentioned him before, Andre the Giant, right? There, there's somebody who is kind of that Hall of Fame kind of larger-than-life kind of persona. Now it's just turned into uh, every year we got to just pick people to get in. It, it doesn't feel like that exclusive thing that it really should have stayed. But I, at, the same, at the same time, just it's, when you do this thing every single year, I think that's also part of the issue is that you got to pick somebody, right? So it, it's almost the type of thing where maybe it shouldn't be done so often and it would feel more exclusive. I don't know. Well, I mean, sticking to true WWE fashion, the WWE Hall of Fame has just become a spectacle. Yeah. That's, that's all it, it's become. It's become another big event that's happening during WrestleMania weekend, and that's that. Yeah. Um, if, if for, for those of you that are listening, you might not be aware of this. There is another Hall of Fame out there. It's called the Cauliflower Alley Club mm. Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Go and check that out. Yeah. Go and check out the list of people that are in the Cauliflower Alley Club and the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah. There are names there that deserve to be in a professional wrestling hall of fame. Absolutely. Uh, you just hinted at our showstopper segment, but we'll get to that. Um, nice, uh, nice kind of uh, distant segue there, but uh, still cool. Uh, before we continue, I'll put you on the spot a little bit here, Carl. So I just thought of this. Uh, off the top of your head, what's one of your favorite WWE Hall of Fame moments? Um, I have a real obvious one that stands out to me. <clears throat> I mean, like, like we're talking actual moment or we're talking like inductee yeah let's go moment 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 yeah honestly the, there isn't one that really stands out i mean besides okay. the like botches like mr t right like because i mean i i gotta thank my mama because you know without my mama um you know i wouldn't be here because my mama is the one that created me and you know my mama fed me and my mama clothed me and mm-hmm. my mama this and my mama that and my mama 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 jamba and then the um, camera pans over to, to Roddy Roddy Piper, and, and people listening won't be able to see this, but you just see Piper do the face palm. He's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then he, and then he kind of keeps going and going, and then Kane's music drops, and he's like, time to wrap it up. I mean, just still, I mean, that, that's still yeah. my favorite moment for the WWE, just, just given the the comedy factor. And whoever kind of was thinking out of their toes to do that, fantastic. It, it was great. Yeah, and you, you talk about Kane. I mean, Kane's been used in a few, like Pete Rose as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Right. Pete Rose's Hall of Fame induction like that. That was a good induction as well. That that was a good moment there, too. Yeah. Because the whole history behind everything, you had to no. kind of bring that out. So that that was really cool, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, nothing really predominantly stands out mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, it's it's more the people, the, yeah. the, the, the talent that got in as opposed to. You know, what about you? What's yours? The, uh, when we were just talking about Mr. T's, uh, oh. Hall of Fame induction, that, that was okay. it's still my, it's my favorite mode, just given the, the comedy and, uh, it kind of what unfolded there. Like I said, whoever made the call to bring Kane up, just genius in my mind, kind of thinking, uh, in the moment there, <laughs> I almost kind of want to go back and just watch that just to enjoy that again, because it's, uh, 
it was it was a fun kind of moment and you know god bless mr t you know he was a good sport about it too so yeah, yeah. i mean it, it, if i had to really choose one that really sticks in my mind i mean definitely um and i think it sticks in my mind because of the circumstances that happened afterwards but mm. uh the ultimate warrior mm. and just everything that transpired yeah. over the the entire history and then coming to you know really being um you know, back in, in not, not necessarily good graces, but back in graces with the WWE. And then they did the whole, you know, like lead up with, uh, you know, with him and they did all these different videos and stuff with them and meeting, you know, Vince again and and the two of them hugging things out. And, and then, you know, just even the hall of fame speech that he gave, you know, just how eerily fitting it was that he, you know, the words that he used and then, and then like the next night again in, in the ring on raw, like everything that he, that he said and he did. Mm-hmm. And, and then to find out that like he's gone. Yeah. Right. It was, it was very emotional. And, and, and that's, that's probably the one that sticks out the most is, is ultimate warriors. Arguably one of the most polarizing uh, characters in professional wrestling of all time. And like you had mentioned, almost kind of uh, fitting that, you know, he was able to kind of patch things over and smooth things over even behind the scenes there, uh, shaking hands and kind of making up with people that um, there wasn't necessarily really a, a lot of positive things that happened there. So he kind of buried the hatchet with a lot of people and then... And then was gone. So, it, like you had said, it was almost kind of fitting the way that that all kind of played out. And at least he, he had a chance to kind of make things right with some people before he uh, before he left this world. So I know there's still some people that are really bitter and uh, that he wronged or however you want to kind of word it. I mean, you can yeah. just go watch some of the material yourself and, uh, and and make a judgment for yourself on the Ultimate Warrior. I was never necessarily a big fan of him. Um, for me, it was at that time I was a Piper guy. And pe- yep. at that time, a lot of people were either Hogan or a Warrior guy. I, I really didn't like either of them, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, Warrior, he was all character. And yes. that's something that's pretty subjective. I thought that his in-ring work left a lot to be desired. Uh, he was kind of one of these guys, almost kind of similar to Goldberg. It was just all character, very quick. Uh, just get your few things in and, and get out and just make that impact with the crowd. And yeah, that's, that's essentially what the Ultimate Warrior was. Yeah, definitely he was. And I mean, I... I was a fan of the ultimate warrior. I just, I, I, you know, growing up, it was, you know, the face paint and then it was the, you know, the colorful tassels that were on him and he was a big guy and just the energy and everything that he had there. I mean, I was, I was a fan of the ultimate warrior. Um, it's, it's, it's almost as though he knew, Hmm. you know, that he, he, he knew for a while and he was, he just kept holding out and holding off and holding off until he was able to, you know, have that reconciliation with Vince. And, and then he was like, okay, I can go. Yeah. Right. Not saying that that is what happened. Yeah. Not saying that that is, you know, cause I don't know unless, uh, unless he decides to, you know, come to me as a spirit and tell me that I'm right. Um, <laughs> I, I have yeah. no clue, but that's, that's just speculation and kind of how it feels. Yeah. It felt like he, he knew that he was ready to just let go of, of, of life. Um, even, even though like even with warrior and everything that he was doing, he was very positive with everything and he was very upbeat and telling everybody like, you have to be positive and you have to continue on and you have to, you know, all of this stuff. It almost seems like he knew Mm -hmm. and he was just like, Hey, this reconciliation is good. I'm good. 
Uh, uh, we we criticized WWE a lot recently for messing things up with uh, with current characters and current wrestlers, but this isn't something that's that's relatively new. Uh, this has been going all the way back to even the Ultimate Warrior before with the Warrior. I mean, they had him um, really, really hot, and then they they completely buried the Ultimate Warrior character when they did that Papa Shango voodoo thing and they had him yeah. throwing up. And so after that, the Ultimate Warrior was never the same. And yeah. uh, so um, their mess-ups aren't just exclusive to now. <laughs> They've done them before too, folks. And uh, he was one of those ones where it was a huge ball drop. I think at that point, he maybe wasn't as hot. Uh, he wasn't maybe at the, at the peak, but they uh, they really killed the character at that point. So they did. <laughs> Okay, something that is fairly positive. I think it's actually an interesting positive if it still ends up panning out this way, which I hope it does. Uh, Charlotte is going to be doing some stuff with NXT for a little while, building up to this match with um, the NXT champion going into WrestleMania. And it looks like it's going to be, yeah, she's going to work, it looks like this coming week, a match on NXT, which is interesting. Why? What's wrong with the talent they have in NXT? Well, Why do they need to bring Charlotte over? I, I mean, she. I, I think that's the title that she had to, to basically go after, right? Given all the circumstances, I think. Uh, I mean, she's she's been on the main roster for how long now? Like, mm-hmm. why, why, why? You have all this other talent that's available on NXT. Why are you taking people from, uh, you know, the main roster and and bringing them into NXT? It, it, it makes no sense to me. Hey, I think that their current champion, I think it's, it just feels like kind of a lot more legit than I think, especially the SmackDown Women's Champion, which I've I've honestly lost track of, uh, of who's got what championship now because there's just too many of them. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, unless they're trying to get more viewerships on Wednesday when it comes to that uh, NXT. Yeah. Um, maybe I can see that. Maybe like the WWE is kind of trying to do like this Monday night war. Yeah. May or, or you know, like uh, with AEW on Wednesday nights, maybe yeah. they're there. And that could be a reason why. Um, other than that, I mean, I have, I have, I have no clue and no, no understanding as to well, why. I think Rhea Ripley's probably the hottest women's champion uh, going in WWE right now, and I think that that's what they want to capitalize on going to WrestleMania. I think. And this match that Charlotte's going to be doing, I think it, I think she's matching up with Bianca Belair, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, that's an interesting matchup because I mean Bianca Belair, she's somebody who is going to be somebody of significance when she, uh, whether she stays in NXT or whether she gets called up or whatever you want to do. I mean, she's got star written all over her too. So, that, that's so a, then why are we matchup. not using Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley to enhance the NXT brand? Hey, uh, that's open to interpretation, I guess. I, I think that they're they're looking to have some crossover appeal between the brands. Who knows, man? But I, I, I th- honestly, I think that that was the title that... I think it was pretty much a given that she was going to go for that one because, I mean, Rhea's the, the hottest women's champion in the company right now, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't disagree with no. that at all. Um, I just now, now you're burying everyone else that's on on the NXT roster, and in in my mind, right? Like, 
I think that are, it, they're not they're not good enough to have a match with Ray Ripley at WrestleMania. See, I think it has the opposite effect. I think that it, it brings it to more significance when you have Charlotte, arguably one of the best women's uh, talent going in WWE, wanting to challenge for this. I think it actually elevates the women's championship, given that she's picking that over the other two. I think it's actually having the reverse effect. So, out of Raw, SmackDown, NXT. What's the best, hottest brand right now? NXT, I think, clearly. So why do they need Charlotte to go and enhance the women's title on NXT? They need to use Charlotte to enhance the Raw or SmackDown title instead. Yeah. I just don't know if... She, I don't think it, it's... I don't think that they can in those in those circumstances. Plus, she's worked them all before several times. That's another factor in it, too. This is a fresh matchup, too. So I think they have that going for it as well. I don't know. I'm I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. No? I'm not a fan of it at all. NXT is already your hottest brand. Why do, why do you need to bring in uh you know a talent from the main roster to uh, have a match with the hottest brand? I mean, what's going to happen? Charlotte's going to win. She's going to take the title over to Raw or SmackDown, and then NXT is left with nothing. Like like maybe Charlotte's sure. got to Charlotte's got to lose. Unless Charlotte is staying in NXT, Charlotte's losing. Yep, that could be a possibility. Uh, and again, I think would really, yep, uh, it's interesting we have a different take on this, which I think is is interesting because we're seeing things from completely the other perspective here. Uh, like I said, I think that this really kind of elevates uh, the NXT brand even more. It's not like a, like I'm saying that they, they need it. It's not like it's suffering, but I think this just brings it up to the to the upper echelon because I mean a lot of us have been saying for a while now that this is arguably one of the best women's divisions in professional wrestling and I think having Charlotte involved this I think just it, it solidifies that even more in my opinion but it's already solidified mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah. it's already the hottest brand yeah. and just given that with the other two brands I mean she's just she's worked those other ones to death that I think this was the logical move in the fresh matchup going into WrestleMania. I think that I, th- I think it's the wise move because it's not one of these ones where, Oh, or she's facing Becky again, or she's facing Sasha again, or she's facing one of these other ones again. This, this is a matchup that we haven't seen yet. So there's some intrigue and some unknowns about what's going to kind of happen. That part of that. I like, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I get that, but I mean, are there not other women on the roster and Raw and SmackDown that Charlotte could have a match with and elevate one of those know, so that we have another person that, that can be, you know, instead of it being uh, Becky I don't and think Charlotte? Any, I don't think anyone can step up and give her a good match. That's part of the problem, right? Who are you going to have a match with, Lana? <laughs> you know, it, it's that, that's just one example, right? So True. Yeah. But you ha- what, what about Natalia? Natalie's one of those weird ones. I want I want to like her, but I mean she's just she's never been that upper echelon. I I, I really don't know if she can get there. To be honest, I love Natalie. Don't get me wrong, but she's one of these, she's like, kind of like that gatekeeper kind of role where she's just there to kind of help people get over and whatnot. She's never been that upper echelon in the women's division. I don't know if she can ever get to that point. To be perfectly honest with you, nothing against her. I love Natalia, like I said, but she, she doesn't scream big, super mega star Charlotte, just by her presence and everything screams super mega star done properly. Eh. <laughs> mm. 
I'm trying so hard to sell this thing now. I'm trying, I'm trying. I, I, I know, and, 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 and it's I feel not like I'm, over I, with me. I feel like I'm Piper trying to sell the gobbledygook around people here with this, folks. I mean, but but this, it, it's it's way better than that. Uh, just give it a chance. It's going to be a good matchup for us. Me. It's going to be good. I mean, de- don't get me wrong. It definitely is going to be a good match. The the two of them are very great workers. They can do some great stuff in that in that ring. Um, so you've got your opinion, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that there are other people out there that are totally in agreement with you. Yes. Um, there might be people that are in agreement with me. People, go to our social media at TB Talk Pod on go. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Let us know after you listen to this episode. Go there and 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 let us know what you think on this topic. Going outside of WWE for this next topic here, Carl, there were some interesting people that were kind of in attendance at the most recent episode of AEW. Now, this first one is kind of one that I think you would have to go back and watch and then kind of pause the the action to kind of spot it. Because at one point during the Dark Orders segment in, on AEW Dynamite, there was a ex-WWE slash ECW star in the crowd in the form of Raven. Now, Carl, do you read anything into this, or was he just there and joined the show as a fan? Um, definitely, I think that Raven has some sort of working deal that he has with AEW. Um, what it is right now, I have no clue, and I don't even want to speculate on that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, if those of you that know Raven... Mm-hmm clearly saw him um i i like i had to i had to i didn't you know, catch it the first time take that the, for for a second yeah. there and uh you know our friend over at uh, the gorilla position uh, the mm-hmm. editor-in-chief ryan k bowman he uh had posted something on uh, facebook about you know watching dynamite and and i was watching live as well and and i i you know replied on there i'm like is it just me or did i just see raven <laughs> yeah. right yeah. because the the dark order went out there they went out into the crowd and and literally everyone's moving and then you see this guy just sitting there mm-hmm. in a chair not moving a muscle i'm like dude that's that's is that raven <laughs> ooh that's yeah. raven yeah. right so yeah i mean what it is i don't know do you have any speculations personally i think that either couple things here i think he literally may have just been there uh, as a fan maybe he's invited to go hey hey you want to come and watch one of our shows and if you like kind of how things are maybe there's some kind of backstage role or something i think that that's all that that was i don't think that he would be uh, going there in any kind of in-ring capacity i think it would be as a producer some type of uh, backstage involvement that i agree yeah. with yeah now the other name notable that was there apparently just kind of hanging around behind the scenes is also kind of interesting, Austin Aries. Now, this one I have kind of mixed feelings about here, Carl, just because well, a couple things with Austin Aries, okay? I mean, as a talent and as a as a worker in the matches he's done, fantastic, right? The yeah. other side of this whole thing here is his whole attitude that he kind of has. Whenever, almost kind of every place that he's gone, um, there's usually kind of a big fallout. So... My fear with this is that it could turn into just turn that into. I mean, I could see him doing very well there, but then it gets to that point where, hey, I'm entitled to this, entitled to this, entitled to this, and then they're just going to tell him to go away. 
yeah, I mean, I it's definitely tough with I him. see that it's as tough. well. It seems to be the pattern yeah. that happens, um, which is unfortunate because, like, so like good. you said. He's so good. Yeah. Just he, double he, is amazing. Yeah, he just, his head he gets way too big. He's just, he's his own worst enemy, I think is maybe a good way to kind of put it. Yeah, but, I mean, he's been out for a while. Like, he, yeah. we haven't really seen him. We haven't seen him any any matches. We haven't seen no. him doing any shows or anything like that. Uh, he's burned you know, so many bridges. Th- th- this oh. might have been, you know, a time for him to go and just sit back and, and kind of reflect on, hey, WWE went to the crapper. Mm-hmm. Impact went to the crapper. <laughs> ROH kind of went to the crapper. Um, what's going on? Yeah. Is it me? So maybe he's had time to reflect on on the past yeah. employment that he has had, and hopefully, kind of clicked and went, huh? Yeah. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's him. Yeah. Yeah, you could have some interesting uh, matchups with him if they wanted to use him as a, an in ring guy. I don't know. I just I don't know if it's worth it just giving the baggage that he has. Maybe he's learned his lesson. It's one of those things where we don't really know. It would just be a matter of if they go with him. It would just be a matter of watching and seeing what happens. Because honestly, I don't know if it would necessarily work out. I mean, I would hope it would, but we just really don't know. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Kind of there. He may have just been one of these cases where they just kind of invited him to just kind of just show him around. Whether there's any kind of thing offered, we don't. We can't really say at this point. Yes. More AEW stuff here. Now, you watched Dynamite last week, right, Carl? Yes, I did. This main event match with, with Cody and uh, Wardlow. And I, I, I got to say, I haven't seen really of any, any of Wardlow's work previous to this. He, he held his own in there with Cody. I got to say that right off the bat. And with first, first thing I want, I want to kind of get to as well, with this cage. I wasn't a fan of just how this cage was kind of set up. It, it looked really flimsy, even when they were kind of getting thrown into the cage. Like, it was moving a lot. And there was actually a gap between, like, a very narrow gap between the ring and the cage. So there's, a, like, a possibility that you can kind of get thrown there and almost tr- kind of trapped in the middle. So I wasn't necessarily, I think they got to tweak that setup if they're going to do a, a steel cage match again, just to get that off uh, right out the bat. I, I agree with that. Um, I mean, this is the first one that they've done, right? So mm-hmm. uh, you kind of have to trial and error when yeah. it comes to this. I mean, AEW is trying to be, uh, you know, a professional wrestling company, but different from the norm yep. as well, right? So you're trying to do a little bit of a different style steel cage match. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I, I it looked taller. It looked yeah, it was tall. bigger yep. than like yep. a WWE steel cage. So... Yeah, I mean, they're trying to be different and they're trying to do things, uh, you know, a little bit more outside the box, uh, mm-hmm. you know, no pun intended. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, given yeah, that right there, that, be tweaked a little. given that what you said there, too, what did you think of the stipulation that you had to win by pinfall or submission? And the, the, basically climbing out of the cage wasn't an option. What did you think about that? Because that's that's a twist on on the steel cage match, because in WWE, you can escape and, and win the match that way or open the door. Yeah, open the door or yeah. climb over the top. I- I'm okay with pinfall or submission in there. It feels um, more old school that way. I think. Yeah, it yeah. definitely does. And yeah. I was, I was a, I was a fan of that. Yeah. I'm like, yep, this is cool. I'm okay with that. They can't. There's no way that they can escape out, yeah. and then the match is just done. No, yeah. nope, not gonna happen. Yeah. They actually have to pin or submit their opponent. Because there's been some matches that have ended really kind of anticlimactically because of that, where you've had kind of doing this whole back and forth on all these big spots only to have one guy climb up and then just drop down and hit the floor. It, it, those kind of finishes always felt really kind of 
like I said, anticlimactic when you, when you have all this and it just ends very suddenly. So I like I like the the approach of ending with a submission or a pin in the ring, I, uh, and I think that's a really good thing. Having said all that, now Carl, the match ended with Cody doing this big moonsault spot off the top onto Wardlow winning yep. the match. I gotta say, just so far, I think that Cody. Now this is just a personal opinion of mine. I don't know if there's anyone that's gonna agree with me on this, or if you will, that it feels like he's putting his body in the line just way too much with some of the stuff. I mean, when I mean, you just look at him now, like he's getting beat up. I mean, it's helping to put some people over, I guess. But I think he's got to tone it down a little bit, Carl, because, damn it, I mean, he's going to end up really hurting himself. Um, he's taking some dangerous spots. There was one recently, I forget who it was with, but he kind of dove out and essentially almost kind of spiked his, his own head kind of in, into the, the ramp there. Uh, getting cut open, the, the chair spot with Sean Spears, this... Uh, given that wasn't really necessarily his fault, this moonsault off the top, just, dude, you got to slow down a little bit. You're one of the executive uh, presidents of the company. Just tone it down a little bit, buddy. You're, you're pushing too hard. I understand that you want to set the example and set the tone, but I think he's going a little too far, Carl. He's trying to be Triple H, I feel like. Uh, I I more equate it to, like, Kurt Angle. Yeah. I mean, look at Kurt Angle had had you know a match with Shane McMahon at King of the Ring. Oh, that um, was still is, right. Oh, and then God, yeah. Kurt Angle has done moonsaults yeah. off of the top of the steel cage as well. Brock Lesnar. So what's what's the difference? <laughs> yeah. What's the difference between like Kurt Angle doing it and everybody yeah. losing their crap yeah. about it, going, "This is the best of the best," yeah. and now and and you're not the only one. I've heard other people saying this as well. Yeah. This is why why I'm, yeah. I'm saying this. I'm bringing yeah. this up. Um, so why why is it different now with Cody? Yeah. Uh, now I get that he's you know an exec- executive with the company. That's I, the I difference. understand that. That's definitely the difference. I do. But I mean, I'm I'm a management in in the company that I work for mm-hmm. and I'm still out there in the field every day. True. Right. So yeah. I, I, I'm okay with it. I don't think he needs to tone it down at all. I think what he's doing is phenomenal and it's mm-hmm. putting a good spotlight on things. Um, now people are going to say, Oh, but he got injured. He got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that happens in professional wrestling. Yeah. You get hurt. Yeah. It happens. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm cool. okay with it. I think he's doing good. I'm cool as long as they can do this stuff safely. But if it's going to compromise his management role, I think that they need to make a bit of an adjustment to say, you know, let's, we can still do something similar, but it doesn't have to be to where we're cheating death with this stuff, right? So we don't want to, um, it to turn into like the Shane McMahon stuff. Or, you know, like, like you had mentioned this match with Shane and Kurt Angle. That you had just mentioned that I, I still get flashbacks of Kurt getting dumped on his fucking head on the concrete. And God, you know, just it's... Uh, Oh, I just I don't want to see Cody get hurt because he's he's still he's got to help run this company at the same time. He's got to be careful, Carl. I I don't know. I <laughs> I, I think what he's doing yeah. is fine. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't I don't see it as him being reckless or anything like that at all. I mean, the guy knows what he's doing in that ring. True. Yeah. So, you know, this injury that happened with this steel cage match, mm-hmm. he knew the risks. Yeah. So yeah, and, and I I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, I, I I I like the the impact of it and everything too that that's having. Like I just said, just to to have some longevity here, he's got to be careful. It, to me, it still the the big one was that that chair shot that that he took. I understand that wasn't necessarily his fault. Uh, I think it may have been maybe he wasn't in the right position for that. But I mean, dude, that just that one in particular, that could have ended his his career uh, if it had gone any worse than that. So, 
Definitely. Yeah. But now l- let's say that, that that was MJF instead of Cody. Are you still saying the same thing, that he needs to tone it down? I would still be saying the same thing, yeah. Because it just... Uh, like I said, the, the the like you said, what's the difference between him doing that and him and like Kurt Angle doing this? Is Kurt Angle wasn't upper management in WWE going on? Cody has to help run this company, and if he can't do that because he's been injured, it compromises things there a little bit. So that's where I just think that they just they need to be a little bit more careful to say, hey Cody, you know you don't need to kill yourself out there. You can still make a big impact, but let's just find a way to do this so it, it lowers the risk a little bit. That's kind of where I'm coming from. It's a typical move that happens. Mm-hmm. It's typical stuff that happens. It's it's not like he was lighting himself on fire and running around trying to grab Wardlow and catch him on fire. You as better well. not do that. Yeah, right? Do that, yeah. Like I mean, yeah. these are these are norms mm-hmm. in professional wrestling. Yeah. Top of the steel cage. There's going to be a dive. There's going to be a moonsault. There's going to be a swanton. There's going to be something. Right. Speaking Everybody of which, everybody does it. Speaking of which, Wardlow did a uh, Swanton uh, move there. Very impressive for a bigger guy. He pulled that off well, and yes. it, 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 he nailed it perfectly. So I got to give him props for that. Thanks for mentioning that. All right, Carl. Before we do our showstopper segment uh, for this week, let's do our match of the week segment. Now, mine's kind of an interesting pick here. I don't know. I think you went first last week. Do you want me to go first, or do you want to yeah, go first go again first. this week? Okay. Go first. Mine comes from an unexpected source here, Carl. I don't think I've ever picked one from uh, this particular brand or company. Uh, we're talking, this one is coming from WWE NXT UK, Carl. So this wow. is my first time picking a match uh, from uh, from this promotion here. And this was actually the, the lead-off match for the most recent episode of WWE NXT UK match between Tyler Bate and Joseph Connors. Um, this was a fantastic match here, Carl. Just te- I'm a fan of these... Good technical matches with great back and forth, great psychology. Uh, Tyler Bate ended up getting the win here, and this was just a great match to kind of lead off. They, they, it's one of these cases where they, they they did a lot of good stuff, but they didn't do too much to bury the rest of the show. And I got I got to say, it's been a little while since I've watched NXT UK as well. I love the atmosphere uh, of that place, even their in ring announcer, uh, who almost sounds kind of like a. Uh, he almost kind of has like a Drew McIntyre kind of. He's obviously, I think, Scotch has, has an accent. It sets that whole tone, and it feels unique compared to every other WWE brand. I, I got to start watching more NXT UK because it's <laughs> this match is fantastic, man. That's all I can say. Yeah, no, you're yeah. you're definitely right. I mean, I still have NXT and NXT UK that tape on my PBR so that I can yeah. go back and watch. Fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah, and I, I every week I'm watching. Definitely, I am. And I mean, that's yep. uh, yeah, that was a fantastic match. Yep. Okay, what's your pick? My pick, coming again from AEW. Um, Not the Steel Cage match, believe it or not. But the Lucha Brothers versus Kenny Omega and Adam Mm. Page. No. Man, that was just, uh, I mean, a great, great match. Um, All four of those guys, I mean, definitely know exactly what they are doing in that ring. They they clearly are seasoned veterans. Um, Just that everything that 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 kind of happened. And again, this is helping to continue to build on story. Mm -hmm. So they didn't just, you know, like this is still hangman is having issues. Hangman and Kenny Omega, you know, didn't have, you know, um, 
you know, this time at least they didn't yeah. have any communication issues. Yeah. Right. They managed to score the win um, with a combination of both of their finishers. Yeah. That's so, a cool right, move, like, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way they so, do that. Me too. Yeah. Me too. So this is like helping to kind of build, right? Because mm-hmm. first, you know, Hangman Page is kind of like, well, I'm just the outcast. I'm just the the nobody. I, I don't care. Whatever. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done. Right? But now they kind of seem to be working a little bit more together. And it seems to be kind of rebuilding all of that relationship, yeah. right? To culminate in either a fantastic reunion or a fantastic explosion. Either or. So that's that's my biggest takeaway from yeah. this is that they were working together Absolutely. this time. Yeah. And it was really building story. What's really good with this with with Paige? I mean, they're they're doing fantastic stuff with him, and, and he's kind of taking that ball and running with it too, and doing exactly what he needs to do. He knows how to work the crowd. He's definitely he's, you can tell he's worked with some producers and he knows how to kind of work that audience and does yeah. it very very well. Just doing cowboy shit, Carl, and it's fantastic. And yep. the stuff with Omega, I think with this though, I think a lot of people are expecting some kind of turn uh some kind of heel or bad guy turn and i definitely agree but i don't think it's coming from where people are expecting i think everybody's expecting hangman to turn on omega i think it's going to be the opposite i think omega is going to be the one that actually turns on on page and it might even go as far as omega could be this exalted with the dark order they could pull that angle as well so i think that it's going to be almost kind of like a double cross that people aren't expecting so could very well be. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Kenny actually play a full on heel to see if he if he can do it because I'm not sure if he's really kind of done that role necessarily. So, not really. Yeah. No. Yeah, it would be interesting. Yeah, to see if he can pull it off. All right, Carl. Well, let's take a brief break here. We're going to come back with our showstopper segment, just purely entitled "You Deserve It or Do You Earn It." We'll be right back, folks. This week's episode is brought to you by Caller Neville. Visit callerinablebrand.com where you can get an additional 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, including this week's featured item, the Mirror Pullover Hoodie. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, people, and we are at our favorite time of the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we give to you our show stopper segments. Yeah, kind of an interesting one here this week here, Carl. And I think that this partially kind of stems from what you had kind of mentioned earlier in the episode with uh, deserving things over kind of earning them. And this kind of uh, comes also from our own Mr. Rick Vickery from the Hitting the Mark Processing Podcast. I know this is something he's always really, really big on. Whenever I've used the the word deserve or anybody on this network uses the word deserve, he's like, no, it's not deserve, it's earned. I thought... To kind of start off in this conversation here, because we'll definitely be looking at this from a pro wrestling context, but it may branch off into some other things. When you go to, I'm actually on uh, Merriam-Webster right now, and just typed in the word deserve to get the, the actual meaning of the word. And the meaning of the word deserve, according to Merriam-Webster, is to be worthy, fit, or suitable for some reward or requital. Uh, so it's basically saying that uh, to deserve means that you're, you're worthy of or suited for or fit for something. So okay. I think given that definition, and when you put it up against earn, I mean, it, it's, it's similar but slightly different. Now, so do, do you have earn? Yeah, it's uh, basically to, yeah, the definition for the, uh, for the word earn is to receive as return for effort and especially for work done or services rendered. So, 
it's kind of the, the words are a little bit similar, but I think it's kind of open to interpretation. And I think that people, when they think of the word deserve, I think some people, it's almost a feeling of entitlement as opposed to actually getting something for putting work into. I think that that's where people are interpreting this. And it is correct. That is the correct way to think of it. Yep. I mean, that's, that's exactly how I think of it when I hear the word deserve, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, it's, it's, it's almost an entitlement. Right. And according to Merriam Webster, they don't really kind of word it that way, but yeah, it d- definitely feels that that's the case. And to kind of tie this into what we had mentioned briefly with, uh, the Bellas in, uh, getting to the WDO hall of fame for me, it's, it's almost that, that, deserve or entitlement feeling at them. I don't necessarily feel that I, that they've earned that again. I know that that's completely open to interpretation and people can agree to disagree and, and, and vice versa. But, uh, this is something that has really crept its way into wrestling. Even just the, from the crowd's reaction to a lot of stuff going on, the, you deserve a chant. We hear it all the time. Yeah. I mean, you deserve it yeah. is a lot better than you earn it it, (laughs) right like i mean so i mean in that aspect totally i get that um when it comes to the bellas yeah i think that this is more of a deserve instead of an earn Uh, definitely when it comes to at least their in ring work Mm -hmm. they didn't earn that right yeah but for the contributions that they've made to professional wrestling they deserve it Mm -hmm. i'm almost hoping that at some point uh i don't care what company it is that when that, that chance starts that somebody, I think maybe arguably a, a heel would be a best position to do this, to be like, no, not deserve it. I earned this, right? And somebody to kind of step up and, and bury that chant or at least kind of flip it to, no, I, I'm not entitled. I didn't kind of just get this handed to me. I worked hard and I earned it. And I, I totally get that approach too. I know some people, uh, like I said, our, our own Rick Vickery is one that is n- notorious for this. Whenever the word deserve is used anywhere, it's like, no, earned you earned it and uh i i totally get it yeah i i do too um i mean mr you know uh rick vickery there yes. r to the b to the v yes um i mean yeah i mean i i, I think he's right he's right in in what he says there definitely um yeah so i mean i i i don't know it's it's it, like you said it's very open to interpretation it definitely is um and I mean, other people are going to interpret it differently. And some people are going to see these two yeah. words as, as just being equals as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, that's how they're, they're observing and, per, and perceiving it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, in this context anyways, um, it's, it, it's hard because in both aspects for, you know, a recognition, mm-hmm. Uh, of sorts, whether it's, you know, the WWE Hall of Fame, whether it is, you know, Cauliflower Alley Club, whether it's, you know, the Hockey Hall of Fame, whether it's the, you know, Baseball Hall of Fame, whether it's, you know, um, the Walk of Fame, you know, whatever it is, right, you, mm-hmm. you've you got those people that have earned it. Yeah. And you've got the people that deserve it. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's it's. And at the same time, too, I think that the, the both words could apply uh, to the same person. I think that probably the best example to use would be The Undertaker. There is somebody who has definitely earned it, but at the same time also deserves it as well. Yeah. 
Definitely. So, and I mean, I, I'm going to go back to, to to last week when we we actually picked, uh, you know, some some people that we would love to see in the Hall of Fame. Um, and I talked about uh, the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. Mm. That's another name that that you know kind of includes both. Yes, definitely it does, Absolutely. right? So yeah, I mean, but then you get like they 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 do the uh, the celebrities for the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. Well, they haven't earned it. No, but due to the contributions that they've made, they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. I agree. All right, man. Uh, before we go, let's uh, hit up some, a uh, little bit of breaking news stuff here. Now, I don't know if you had a chance to, to watch this. I, I think it happened. It was either, I know it was uh, sometime this weekend. Um, this match between, or this, uh, the boxing match that Tyson Fury had, I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. I, I, I haven't, but uh, he did win that. looks like by a decision or was, I think it was a, a technical knockout. Having said that, I think that people are expecting that he's one that said they're going to use him in WrestleMania or that, that Vince is going to want to use him. We'll see. I'm hoping that maybe this will be something that they do in Saudi instead of WrestleMania because I don't know. Just I don't know if there's enough time or enough context to really set something. I mean, do you do something with Braun Strowman or Brock Lesnar? Um, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of using this guy. I, I don't think that he has all this crossover or just mainstream appeal that people seem to think because th- there were some people I was, I was looking on Facebook and people were trying to sell this as a, as a big thing. And until I actually heard Rick and Jargo talk about an HTM sports, I had no idea that this match was even happening. Uh, this boxing match, I had no idea. And people were like, Oh, this is this big thing happening. I'm like, I had no clue. <laughs> and I'm somebody that yeah. tries to pay attention to kind of what's going on. And I hadn't, I hadn't seen anything on TSN about it. Um, yeah, this flew right under the radar for me, and uh, I, I just I don't know about uh, bringing him back over the WWE. I'm not necessarily a fan of that idea. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of it either. I mean, again, it comes back to you have a plethora of talent available to you. Why do you need to bring in a boxing star into a professional wrestling match? Mm-hmm. Go back to the days when you had, you know, like just them making appearances and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, how, how would it have been back in the day if Pamela Anderson had gotten in, into the ring instead of just being, you know, like a celebrity there, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like, it, that's that's how I feel on it. Like, they, they, don't, they don't need to be in that professional wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. They're not a professional wrestler. Leave that to the talent that you have there. But if you want to draw some numbers, definitely have this guy, Tyson Fury, the man who just won you know the, the the world boxing belt have him make an appearance of sorts have him mm-hmm. endorsing maybe you know some other guy something like that to have a little bit of a crossover appeal but he doesn't need to be in the professional wrestling ring yeah no i definitely agree uh this other one here is is quite something here carl and this isn't the first time this guy has kind of stirred the pot especially with wwe uh headline here reads ex wwe star calls vince mcmahon a quote-unquote scumbag now this is coming from former wwe star superstar billy graham who wrote the following on facebook in regards to vicky guerrero not being able to book wwe guests on her podcast due to an Mm. aew appearance so this is the, the quote here carl this scumbag bastard Vince McMahon has blocked Vince, uh, sorry, has blocked Vicky Guerrero from using any of his so-called superstars on her podcast because she went on a AEW Chris Jericho cruise ship tour. This man has to be the single most evil human being walking the face of the earth to deny a woman's right to make a living 
when her husband gave his life for this unworthy pile of dung. He wouldn't let, he wouldn't let her have any of his talent or to simply sit and talk on a podcast. Well, this coming Thursday, February 27th, he will be putting on a show in Saudi Arabia with his partner, the Saudi Crown Prince, Mohammed bin Salam, who will be paying $50 million for his for this one-night show. And, oh yes, personally ordered the murder and dismemberment of American journalist Jamal Khashoggi. I'm probably not saying that properly. Um, the ever-greedy Vince will take $50 million soaked in Khashoggi's blood, but won't let Vicky Guerrero make some nickels and dimes doing a podcast. What a two-faced, selfish bastard that will, that sorry, that bastard will burn in hell. Wow. <laughs> That's quite the... Very uh, strong words. Quite the, the strong words. Um, is Billy Graham in the WWE Hall of Fame? <laughs> I I don't know, to be honest. I, I, I kind of want to search this up because uh, this would be the kind of thing that could get your ass booted out of the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, it, it <laughs> definitely could. Um, I kind of want to look this up here just to, to kind of see here. Is Billy Graham in the WWE Hall of Fame? In the... 2004. 2004, so he did get in. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. This is... Um, It'd be interesting to see if there's any kind of reaction or follow to this one, because this is uh, some pretty uh, heavy choice words. And uh, to be honest here, Carl, I don't know, you may disagree with me. He's kind of right on some of this stuff. No, definitely he is. <laughs> yes, definitely he is. Yeah. It's... I mean, yeah, like I mean, over over several years now, uh, superstar Billy Graham has been very anti. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE. I mean, going back even as far as like January 2013, uh, superstar Billy Graham, um, you know, it says here, last request to be removed from the index of the WWE Hall of Fame. He, he doesn't even care to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. That's how much he, like, how much disdain he has mm-hmm. uh, over the WWE. And totally, I get it. I definitely get it. Um, yeah, like it, it just seems like it's it's not. We talked about this. It's it's not yeah. like it's it's a legitimate Hall of Fame. It's just like yeah. a um, Vince McMahon likes you fan club. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Is, is how it's turned into. Yeah. It wasn't that way in the beginning, yeah. but unfortunately, that's the way it's turned. Yeah. I think the only other thing I would kind of mention here, and this was not so much uh, with WWE wrestling talent, but with, uh, I guess you almost kind of call her, and she was quote unquote, maybe like kind of the interview girl kind of back. So you're talking about Kathy Kelly and she has um, decided to leave the company, uh, apparently under uh, the grounds that uh, she was just feeling exhausted from the schedule. Um, just for her career, Carl, um, I'll make the argument here. I think this is probably a pretty bad move for her. I mean, she had a really, really good spot there. And I, I think honestly should have stayed there because I think going outside of WWE, just given kind of the nature of it, I mean, nothing against her, but girl interviewers like her, like that, I mean, they're a dime a dozen and they're all over the place here, Carl. I, I see her, her having kind of a hard time on the indie scene. If she wants to keep uh, going down, being kind of this interview person with professional wrestling, I, I don't see it. 
panning well for her outside of the WWE, unless you're like an Alicia Tout or somebody who actually has a lot of knowledge about the wrestling business. Um, she was kind of just kind of like a pretty face kind of there. So I don't know. She might want to seek some other kind of line of work because I don't think that she'll do, she'll be able to kind of recreate the success that she had in WWE outside of the company. I mean, you could look at that at, at, in a couple of different ways, right? Like you could definitely say that, uh, yes, the the approach that you're saying is correct, but this might also help her because she is former WWE, right? Yeah. So that could be a, uh, a help for her as well. Yeah. Um, we've talked about it before. I suffer from some mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I mean, if you're on the verge of breakdown or something like that, um, because of the work and the position that you're in and you need to take a step back, you have to do it. Yeah. I, I'm, I, if she were to die today, within an hour, the WWE would have, you know, a posting up saying, Hey, we need a new announcer. Mm-hmm. We need a new backstage uh, personality. Yeah. Right. So uh, did, did, should she really, you know, like kill herself over over a job that, uh, you know, like is 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 making her feel no. this way? No. no. Yeah. So she has the opportunity to get out on good graces. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, like there's no bad blood or anything like that. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. Get out. Do what you have to do to to be safe for yourself and keep yourself healthy. Yeah. Now, whether or not she she does, you know, kind of make it. To, to this kind of, of level and caliber with another company is, is, you know, like yeah. we're, we're going to have to wait and see. Right. Yeah. But even if she doesn't and she decides that, you know, she wants to go into a different Avenue, there's a lot of different avenues that she can go into to, to be able to make money at, you know, interviewing or talking or anything like that. Right. I'm thinking was to say that a sports network doesn't doesn't see what she's done and pick her up. That's right? what I'm thinking. Like some kind of talk show sports kind of person, I think would be right up her alley. Uh, and yeah. I, th- I think she would stand a much better chance uh, with that. <clears throat> All right, man. Well, I guess that about wraps up for this week. We've, we've covered a lot in this episode here. Or right, no, Carl's got something else. What do you got, man? I got one more thing Kay. for everybody. We're gonna end this on a positive high note right now. Okay. With some wicked cool toys. Ladies and gentlemen, there is actually a company called Wicked Cool Toys. Oh, wow. And they have made some amazing-looking all-elite wrestling Mm. unrivaled figures. If you have not seen these yet, you really need to go online. Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, uh, MJF uh, is another name that's in there as well. Like... These action figures look freaking fantastic. Uh, there's a Brandy Rhodes one as well. Like I, I am, I am like just, I'm shook. Um, like this is just amazing. Uh, the MJF one um, is not in this first collection. Okay, but they are making more. And MJF had actually posted a photo of, uh, of of his figure with the scarf and everything on his social media pages. Uh, but yeah, Unrivaled One, um, the set includes Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, Jericho, Matt Nick Jackson, Brandy Rhodes. Hmm. And it says, look out for the chase and rare figures as well. So Wicked Cool Toys uh, going through and doing some amazing stuff. Um 
not sponsored by these people at all, but Ringside Collectibles, they are available for pre-order there um, for early July. You can get the entire set of six figures for $139.99 American. Yeah. So hmm. not a bad deal, to be honest. You get all six of the figures from the first unrivaled AEW action figure collection from Wicked Cool Toys. Yeah, interesting. I'm on their website right now, and actually they're featured right, uh, right on the right on the front page. And, yes. And uh, yeah, they they also apparently do some Pokemon stuff. They do some Micro Machine stuff, some Halo stuff, some Cabbage Patch Kid stuff. I mean, they're they're kind of all over the map there. So yeah, yeah, uh, interesting and uh, yep, cool partnership and uh, action figures. Um, yeah. I would think uh, video games have got to be next, Carl. Oh, de- definitely. <laughs> I am super excited and hoping that, yes, yep. a video game is going to be coming out for AEW soon. I mean, I figure 2021, yeah. um, probably, uh, they're going to get through 2020 first. Um, you know, get the action figures and stuff like that going first, but then 2021 yeah. uh, release a video game. But yeah, I'm super excited for these action figures, and um, I'm I'm really hoping that at some point I can uh, maybe get all of them. Um, yeah, whether I have to order from you know Ringside Collectibles to have them brought in, but I hope that maybe Walmart Canada carries them, maybe uh, because that's the only thing that I really have here in yep. uh, in my location is uh, Walmart that would carry these uh, these types of toys, um, and maybe hopefully I can find some Chase and Rare figures because mm-hmm. I'm all about those collectibles. For sure, man. Yeah, I have a little bit of a collection here. Uh, some stuff I know that your wrestling collection is a lot more impressive than mine. But uh, yeah, I could totally see you getting some of those for sure. Oh, yeah. So there we go, people. A high note to end yes. on AEW partnering up with Wicked Cool Toys has their own action figure collection coming out. Very cool. Wave one has already been done. Well, soon. They're they're working on them, getting them finished, yep. and then they're going to be out uh, probably mid uh, mid to late July, I would say, available. So, awesome stuff, and they've already shown that they have more that they're going to be doing. So, very cool. fantastic to see that AEW is continuing to grow and climb, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, for all of you, help us grow and climb too. Go to our social media pages at TB Talk Pod. Give us a like there. And if you didn't know, you can even find us on YouTube. We are available on YouTube. Our episodes go there every single week. It is audio only. There is no video for it, but audio only. And definitely go and check us out on YouTube as well. You can find us, Turnbuckle Talk, there. Um, yeah, help us grow as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know what more to say to that. I mean, make sure that you're liking our stuff. Like our page like our posts, stuff like that, that helps the algorithms within the Mm -hmm. social media stuff and helps us get noticed a little bit more. So if you like what you're hearing and you like what we're doing, like it Mm -hmm. and share it so that everyone else can see too. Absolutely. The only thing I think I would like to mention before we end off this week here is that we do have some a new potential partnership kind of brewing, uh, kind of based around where you're locally located here, Carl. So nothing quite set in stone yet, but stay tuned. Uh, we have something potentially cool kind of in the, in the works uh, kind of going forward. So once we kind of know more about that, once it's kind of a done deal, then we'll kind of let you know. But for now, just a little tease there for you. That's right. Yes. All right, man. Let's end it off for this week, and we'll see you guys on the next one.
Have a nice day. It's me, it's me. It's an honor to be the V. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have content, especially led up by the flagship show, Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run.